0: good morning it is wonderful to have each and every one of you here I am honored by your presence and on Easter Sunday we traditionally say Christ has risen and your response is supposed to be he is risen indeed all right we'll try that again all right he is risen indeed is what you're supposed to say Christ is risen all right all right all right that's that's tradition right so we need to do that just want to thank you on this Happy Resurrection Day. Somebody actually emailed me that this morning to remind me of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We begin our service by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal, number 549. Number 549, the doxology. Praise God. worship is hymn number 687. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Hymn number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Jesus God, Lord, we just want to thank you for this happy resurrection day, this day in which we just come and just want to say we are so thankful that our sins have been forgiven, and Lord, we praise you for that, and we do not take that for granted, and we do not take that in vain, and Lord, help us to live the life that you want us to live as we have embraced that forgiveness to live in that freedom in which you want us to live. God, we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives. Lord, you know of the challenges that we're facing, the things that we're trying to overcome. And Lord, not only do we think and pray about ourselves, but Lord, we also think and pray about our family members, of friends, about the staff that is working here today at the medical center, of the patients that are here, of the family members that will be visiting And Lord, we just lift them all up to you in prayer. And God, we wish them a very special blessing on this Easter Sunday because they should rejoice and be full of joy because of the resurrection of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that should be on the throne of our lives. And God, we just once again praise you for that. We ask that you would bless them accordingly and you would remind them always of the presence of your Holy Spirit, that you are with them. And all of the circumstances that they are facing, and all the trials that they have, the things that they are trying to understand, the things that they are trying to come to terms with, as they desire, as we desire, to follow your will for our lives. And Lord, we just want to say praise and thank you for this time of worship in this chapel. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Christ the Lord is risen today. 319, Christ the Lord is risen today. scripture reading comes from the gospel of Matthew chapter 28 beginning with verse 5 but the angel told the women don't be afraid because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified he is not here for he has been resurrected just as he said Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So departing quickly from the tomb, with fear and great joy, they ran to his disciples and told them the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, Good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful, Lord, that you've just brought us here. And God, we sense your presence. We sense your purpose. And Lord, I would just ask that you would help me say the things that we all need to hear to have that purpose made clear in our lives. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Now the title of my sermon this morning is Happy Ending. But then there is a question that I had as I was thinking about it this morning. Should it be a happy beginning? And I guess it depends how you want to see the account and the story of Christ's death and then Christ's resurrection. So I put that question to myself and I push that question to you on this Resurrection Sunday in which we should be rejoicing because Christ has risen indeed, is it a happy ending or is it a happy beginning? And it all depends with what we do, with what Christ did for us on the cross and what it represents to you and to me. The crucifixion and the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ should mean to you and I forgiveness. So is forgiveness something in which we have a happy ending to it or a happy beginning? What do we do with forgiveness? Do we embrace it? Do we make it a part of our lives? Is it something that we cherish? Is it something that we recognize for the liberty and the freedom and the grace that it gives us through what Christ has done for us? And I think a lot of times when we look at forgiveness, and we've talked about forgiveness here in the chapel before in terms of what it means, that a lot of us have a difficult time with embracing true forgiveness. Because I know I ask myself this question, God, how can you forgive someone like me? And perhaps you ask that same question. God, how can you forgive someone like me? And I ask that question of myself because I have a pretty good memory. And unfortunately, I remember the wrong things that I've done more than I remember the good things that I have done. And the other day I was thinking about something that happened a long time ago, and now that I have crossed over the 60 mark and I'm looking down on the downward side there, it was a long time ago. And I thought to myself, you know what, God has forgiven me for that. Why am I even thinking about something that I have done a long time ago in which I know that God has forgiven me? And in the eyes of God, what I did is no longer held against me because of what Christ has done for me. In our bulletin, we have the prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. And I think it's important for us to have it there because it is a reminder to me and I believe it should be a reminder for you as well that we have embraced the truth of Jesus Christ for our lives and that He does forgive us and that He does take the sin that we have done and He takes it away. It no longer should be a burden for me should you no longer be held accountable to me because of what Christ has done on Calvary. But we have a responsibility when we embrace forgiveness, the forgiveness that can only come from the cross. We have a responsibility to carry on the whole meaning of forgiveness in our lives. And that is a difficult task. Because whether the things are big or whether the things are small, we just seem to have a hard time to be able to forgive others when they have wronged us or when they have violated our own principles about certain things. But yet God says that we are to forgive them because in the same way we have been forgiven. And when we say the Lord's prayer in worship, it is a reminder to us that as you have forgiven us our trespasses, our sins, that we are to forgive others. It's a personal practice in which you and I need to apply every day of our lives. I've been praying about certain things within my own life and things that I have been struggling with. And I've asked God, Lord, please help me to understand and to apply the forgiveness that you want me to apply. Help me to see people the way that you want me to see them, not how I see them. And I know one of the difficulties that I have, and perhaps yourself, when I know people around me in my life and I know the history of many of them, Sometimes when they try to do good things, there's always that suspect mentality that I have because I know about them. I know their history. And it reminds me when Jesus said that a prophet is without honor in his own home. And I think a lot of times because we know people in our lives so well and we see them trying to act good, Perhaps we don't say this, but perhaps maybe we think it. You hypocrite. But then I always have to remind myself that anytime I think of that, I think about the times when I have been the hypocrite. For you see, when you and I truly embrace the forgiveness of the cross, and we truly rejoice on this happy Resurrection Sunday, The word hypocrite should not be in our vocabulary because of what Christ has done for us, either for you or for someone else. And God wants us to embrace that. He wants us to come and understand that. He wants us to follow His example. You know, it's been described to me that Sin can be defined as missing the mark, missing the mark. And for those of us that have served in the military, we know what it's like to be on the rifle range and to miss the mark, to miss the target. I don't know about you, but I am proud to say that when I went through basic training, that I qualified as an expert with my m 16 And in the same way, God wants us to qualify on the range of life as an expert. But yet you and I know that it takes practice to shoot the M16 properly and correctly. You have to be able to squeeze the trigger to hold your breath, to do those things in which your drill instructor told you to do so you can shoot it properly. In life, God gives us the instructions that He wants us to have to execute as expert marksmen to sin less and to hit the target more in terms of how we are living for God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And perhaps we need to look at it in that way. That when we sin, when we have missed the mark God tells us to re-correct our sights whether it's the front sight or the back sight to re-correct our sights and to try again and not to give up but to see the mark the target that you and I are striving for, the cross of Jesus Christ, the love that God wants us to show to each other, the forgiveness that he wants to show to each other, and that we keep on being on the firing line. We do not give up. We continuously practice in our lives to hit the mark, to be an expert in our relationship with God, do those things that we need to do, to do those things that honor God, that reflect a holy and a righteous living. But yet I have missed the mark many times this week. I have missed the mark already this morning and I needed to take a step back and to exercise the forgiveness, to readjust my sights in terms of what I am aiming at in my life. And perhaps you are the same way. Does that mean when we think about missing the mark, God says, you know what? because of what Christ has done for you on the cross, you and I wear the cross of Christ in our lives. For you see, Christ gives us the opportunity to live in the freedom and the liberty in which He wants us to live so we can be embracing the good things that God has given us. In fact... My wife decided at her place of work that she was going to put a chart up reminding her of all the good things that she does for the people that are around her. Because a lot of times we look at our lives and we say, how many times we've blown it? How many times we have missed the mark? How many times have you done it right? How many times have you followed the word of the Lord and you've done things correctly? You have hit the target. You did not miss the mark. You did not sin. You were able to practice forgiveness. You were able to practice Christ's love. It doesn't mean that we are perfect. But what it does mean And what it does reflect is the fact that God has been working in your life and you notice the change. You notice the different attitudes that you have towards people in a way in which you see them in a good light. In a way you see them the way that God sees them. Because God sees us all the same. For Christ died on the cross... For all of us. Because the scriptures tell us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that means Christ died for everybody, not just for a select few. But yet we seem to be missing the mark in understanding that. Perhaps there might have been a circumstance or there might be a circumstance that you're going through right now in which maybe you just feel alienated from God, that you just can't seem to get it right. I want to say to you that in the situations when I have felt that way, I know that there is hope for me because of what Christ has done for me on the cross. And I've mentioned before Hope needs to have a plan. So if you are challenged with something, or if you are trying to overcome something in your life that has just been weighing you down, where you know you missed the mark, and God says, you know what, you need to readjust your thinking, you need to readjust your attitude, you need to readjust the things that you are doing in your life so you no longer miss the mark. That requires us to have a plan. I don't know what your plan is, but one of the things I do is I remind myself that God always wants me to be on target and not to do those things that take away from my relationship with Him. Because when they... When I do those things, not only does it take away my relationship with God, but it takes away from the relationship that I can have with the people that are in my life. And my plan is to let myself know that when I am in certain situations, when I feel that I'm going to miss the mark, to do those things that I know that honor God and not myself because when I think about those times when I've missed the mark, it's because I wanted to take control of a specific situation. I wanted to be the one that did a certain thing. But living for Jesus in a life that is true requires us to step back and to allow God to intervene and to take care of those situations. We need to step back and the selfishness of us in terms of who we are need to take a step back and we need to say God you need to handle this situation because I can't handle it on my own. And then we see in our lives a pattern develop in which you and I no longer are missing the mark as much as we used to before. Because we're allowing God to be in control of our lives. We're carrying out the way that God wants us to live. We're carrying out as we interact with others the way that God wants us to do those things that bring Him honor and holiness and righteousness. And when we remember the past and think about the times that we have missed the mark, the Holy Spirit reminds us that the correction has already been made and that you are now on target because of your relationship that you have with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. You are the expert marksman that God wants you to be in your life. Not because of anything that you and I have done, but because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. Through his life, through his crucifixion, through his death, through his resurrection, and through his ascension. That reminds us that we have something also to look forward to when we come to know Christ in a very personal way, one-on-one, when we are with him as we partake of that eternal life that He has promised to each and every one of us that know Him. So it is my hope and prayer that on this Resurrection Sunday, that not only are we happy about it, not only do we rejoice in the fact that Christ has risen, and the response is, He has risen indeed, but there is a joy in our hearts that reflects the true aim that we have as followers of Jesus Christ, the true disciples that God wants us to be, and make those corrections that God wants us to make. So every morning when we get up, we can be on target and walk with the Lord the way that He wants us to walk with Him, to have that peace, that passes our own understanding because it can only come from the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. We're going to take communion this morning. And if you've never had communion here in the chapel before, we practice open communion. And what that means is you have, if you have professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're welcome to take communion with us. Let us pray. Gracious God, what a wonderful time to honor you by having communion as one-body believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we would ask, Lord, that you would just forgive us when we have sinned, when we have missed the mark, when we did not set our sights on you the way that you want us to set them, but instead we set our sights on ourselves and the things that we thought that we could accomplish on our own without your help. God, forgive us for not using that power in our lives that you give us for not using that understanding that you give us for not using the peace that you give us when we look to you and God we are doing that right now we are looking to the cross we are praising you we are thanking you and Lord we are taking that forgiveness that you give us And we are incorporated into our lives so that we can go forward with you in all things. Thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 325, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Hymn number 325, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Gracious God, Lord, we would just ask that you would help us make the mark and not miss it every time, that you would be in control of all that we do so that we can give you the honor and glory that you deserve. Thank you, God, for this wonderful Resurrection Sunday, and we praise you for your forgiveness of our sins. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.